Welcome to the podcast. We have got Australia heading low. It doesn't even it doesn't even feel nice to say that they're at rock bottom now. We have um, the biggest game of the World Cup so far. Number one, Ireland edging South Africa. Number two, we have animal DNA chat and Matt's rugby coefficient comes into its own as the storylines get thick and juicy. It's time for the banter lads rugby and mental health chat from the super sport dojo let's go i'm here a little bit shook should we start with australia yeah we should they have been destroyed uh this morning i believe the score was i forgot the score 40 to 6 33 unanswered points to wales and don't get me wrong, Wales, I guess, were the favourites going into this game. But everyone gave Australia a chance. They were like, they'd set it for Wales against Fiji, or sorry, England against Argentina, Fiji against Australia. This is their World Cup final, you know? If Australia loses this, they may as well not even show up for the last two games or last game or whatever they've got. So it was everything on the line. They were terrible. Eddie Jones is... Worried about getting fired now, obviously. Nah, he was already looking to leave anyway. What do you mean? He had a secret meeting with Japan. No. Like two days before. No. He did. What? He did. He's, he's on his way out. I mean, he's on his way out because he's getting fired. Nah, before that. Hey, do you know about this, Andre? Yeah, well, he yeah, answered it, but he said there was no truth to it. But you yeah, don't know if there is actually any truth. Wait, wait, wait. Do we know if he had a meeting or not? He says that they didn't have well, a meeting. Well, yeah, that's up for debate, I think. Weird. Okay, so Matt, you think he what, he lost on purpose? No, I think he just knew Australia are done. Yeah, before the game. But he's the yeah. one in charge of this fucking shit show. Yeah, and he's put his hand up. He said, "Look, <laughs> I didn't coach very good. I'm out." It was beyond not very good. Yeah, I mean to not even be playing like a first five at times, like it was crazy. Like okay, so I watched the game um, with great excitement because like here we go. Australia are going to kick on now. Yeah. This is their turning point. Yeah. And for this, at the start of the game, or well, apart from the very start, when they when Wales scored a try immediately, but after that period, maybe 10 minutes in, Australia looked good. Yeah. They looked good with the ball in hand. They were, you know, they were trying some things. Um, and I think the the key turning point in the game is when they went for the, the try opportunity rather than just kicking for points and staying in touch. Sanjay, you were just saying you, you agreed with us, right? Yeah, because yeah, like they were, um, Wales were only 10 6 up, and they had the, like, basically in front of penalty. Yeah. Well, and, like, there was going to be another 60 minutes of the match to go, <laughs> but they went for the try instead, mm. and they, he chucked it straight to the Welsh guy from the line out, and then they kicked it to the um, Aussie 22. So it's like 10 6, though, instead of being, it would have been 10 9. Yeah. And it would totally change the game. I yeah. feel like this has been a massive narrative in the game. Like I just think to the Ireland South African game that mm. we'll get to, obviously the big game of the weekend. Um, it was the same narrative where Ireland kicked for the corner, was it three times yeah, in a they row? Kicked and quite a few times, yeah. They they kicked at least twice in a row and lost three lineouts in a row mm. and got no points when they could have just got the three on the board, which in a low scoring game would have been huge. I guess they didn't assume that the game would be that low scoring. But I, I can't think of yeah. other games, but there's been other examples yeah. of that. Well, I understand it because at halftime, um, what's his name, Hooper, I don't know why they've got him doing the analysis. It's the best. I <laughs> um, love it. But just his face, like he's, I, 
he loves it. You can tell. He's like, it's retribution, right? It's kind of like, you yeah, fire me. Yeah. yeah. You guys are fucking shit. And now I'm the one who gets to critique it. Yeah. Um, uh, at the halftime show, he was like, why have they done that? Why have they made that decision? Um, and he's right. Like, they need Eddie Jones on some fucking flashlights like Razzie does, you know? <laughs> go for the points. Go for the points. Like, just stay in touch. Yeah. Australia looked good. Yeah. And then as soon as, like, I understand when you're on the field, there is momentum and you can make those decisions based on the flow of the game. Like if you, if you're feeling it, yeah, yeah, go for it. But it's tournament rugby. You got to be smarter. You got to take emotion out of it. I think only England's the one who's holding the sanctity of tournament play in check because yeah. every other team seems to be going for the line outs. Yeah. Like for easy, whereas England would go for the points every time. Do you think though, these are pool games and like, I mean, I guess Australia is a team that could not afford to lose that because they are, they're out now, right? No. Not well, mathematically. Oh, like if Georgia, but, but, but they need Georgia go on a tier. Be t- yeah, t- technically, they should be. Oh, they'll need they'll need they'll need they'll Fiji need to, lose to lose their last yeah, two, probably. Yeah, yeah. Portugal and Georgia. And so. Wales Which, look, are guaranteed. And it's not possible. Oh, so th- yeah, this is the first time in a Rugby World Cup history that every pool is led by a Northern Hemisphere team. Yeah. Crazy. I also went on Reddit four minutes before the podcast. I did this three hours ago. <laughs> Yeah, just to see, just see what the fans Fiji want to talk about. Could finish on top still. Mm-hmm. They'd have to win both games, and Wales would need to lose to who was it, Georgia. The headline on um, on Reddit as well. I also went on Reddit. Um, is Australian? I mean, it's from news.com.au, which is a very shitty website. But it said Australian rugby exploding with rage after Wallabies World Cup humiliation. Carl Stefanovic, the normal, normally jovial TV host, is outraging. Is, uh, is sorry, outraging. Is outraged. Um, Sonny Bill Williams was not happy. <laughs> no, he wasn't. I, I found that weird. So he's like doing the pitch side chat. Yeah. And he's saying we this, we that. He's a Kiwi. What's going on? Yeah, but he's there doing the Australian yeah, comedy. Yeah. yeah, I found it real bizarre. Oh, I, also, I also think he got fucked the week before where he clearly was rooting for Fiji. I mean, everyone <laughs> was. I think even the yeah, Australian yeah. players, even the Fijians scoring tries for Australia <laughs> were... Was it true? Someone told me a stat... Last weekend, that like all the tries were scored by Fijians. Yeah, or some they all in a day. That Marky Marks from Fiji, but he is Fijian ethnicity. Was it like on a day? Was it or on a? Or just in a test, maybe. No, no, but on one on one test. So yeah. in Australia versus Fiji, oh, that makes yeah. more sense. Okay, yeah, but um, Sunny Bill was very friendly. And it was hard. And he, I thought he did an okay job. Like, Australia's trash. Yeah. And they're not very likable. And the main narrative is, yay, Australia. But you can imagine the Australian fans are at home. Sonny Bill's already a controversial character. He's brown. He's Muslim. He's switched codes. He's played for the All Blacks. He's Kiwi. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can see why he's already in. And then if he's there kind of, like, celebrating, there's an amazing video. I don't know if you saw the video of um, Sonny Bill going into the Fijian locker room after the game and taking photos with the Fijians in their underwear. <laughs> so sexy. So good. So I don't blame the Fijians. Like, Sonny Bill comes in, you dap him up, and you're yeah. like, you, you look up to him. He's like one of your icons. Yeah. Take a photo with him, fine. He's a legend of the game. Who's the guy doing fucking social media footage, but cropping the camera in such a way that he gets full dick in there? You know, like, you got to tilt your cap. Matt, you know this, as a director and um, auteur. Is that how you say it? You lift the camera up. Autism. You crop. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you lift. 
you lift the camera up and you crop out the penises. But mm. this guy who's doing social media for Sunny Bill or for Fiji mm. seemed to be just trying to get maximum dick in yeah, shot. Yeah, zoomed into it. I haven't actually seen that photo. Yeah, it's great. It's a it's a video on the F- it was Fijian rugby um, Instagram, and oh, it was yeah. just Sunny Bill taking photos. Matt's uh, searching it up now for some Fijian penis. He's looking at you don't Google. you don't see the penises themselves, but they're just there in their jocks. Oh, you can see the outline. Yeah, you can make you can make it. <laughs> I don't want to go into too much detail, Matt, but yeah, you can. Matt's like, mm, what's what are we dealing with here? What's what's going on? Okay, but I don't have a lot to say about the game. Like Wales was much better in the end. Mm. I don't know what they could have done differently, but like. I just think, yeah, Australia could just accumulate points. It totally changes the game. In retrospect, what probably should have happened is Eddie Jones should have picked a veteran squad, Mm. done England-style tactics, crash and bash and kick penalties, and just tried to eke out some wins, scoring 14 points or whatever the fuck, Mm -hmm. you know, is going on. Mm -hmm. South Africa's doing. But they didn't look bad. They were with Wales. Up until halftime. You know, they're like in the vicinity. Like when the halftime whistle blew, you're like, okay, look, Australia, Yeah. they've had chances yeah. and they just haven't um, converted. So then I turned off the TV, headed to work, arrived at work, got the stream going again. Daylight savings has fucked us a little bit, eh? Yeah. 7 a.m. was perfect yeah. kickoff for New Zealand. So now we have to get to work at halftime. Yeah. Very annoying. Um, turn it back on. Australia are just absolutely stuffed. Yeah. They've given up like 20 points by the time I drove to work. Which is crazy because you live... I'd say a three-minute drive away. Mm, I get almost one song on Spotify <laughs> on my daily commute. It's very annoying. Wait, it's annoying that your commute is so short. Yeah, well, it's hard. Like, because then I have, when I park up, I have to sit in the car until the song is finished. No, you don't have to. You can't leave your car with an unfinished song. That's weird. Are you doing a joke? No, like, okay, Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, this is all. Okay, goes right hey, who's playing fucking Bohemian Rhapsody? In what, the car? Yeah, any song, just a song that everybody knows. Yeah, you can't yeah, turn I, it off when it's hitting the crescendo. That's bizarre. No, I just get out of the car once this, my journey's finished. And then what? Yeah. And go to work. And live your life. And then when you get back in the car, you turn it on, Bo, Bo Rab just finishes. <laughs> That's fine. Nah. He can start it from the start. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Weird. No, I can't do it. Is it, are you, is it actually what you do? You try and stay in the car for the song? I don't try. It's I, like, what, 30 seconds? Seat. Yeah. Hype myself up for the day. Get fun for the big day. What if this? What if you um, drove, made your drive longer, and like drove a slightly more less direct route? Mm. Whenever the speed bumps a bit slower, mm-hmm. your drive sucks because I know I did it today, and you got about four speed bumps on the way. It's hell. Yeah. So you, um, so you didn't actually even see the bit where it went wrong because you were commuting for three minutes during that time. Yeah, turned up, and then yeah, it was just. I mean, Australia's problem is youth don't have the experience to see games out or just to, to perform under pressure. And just not converting, like no confidence. You would have thought, like when we started this, my narrative coefficient had Australia on a lot of points. Yeah. Because there was that narrative. There's the Eddie Jones narrative. Yeah. Um, and he got a lot of points because there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of people who wanted him to fail. Yeah. And the problem is he failed. He crumbled <laughs> under the own, the the pressure that he created of the Carif coefficient. Yeah. So he was as bad as we thought he was. We yeah. thought he might have been like um, pretending to be bad, but they were really that. <laughs> yeah, Bad. they had nothing. It's like watching a plane try and take off, though. That it never actually got off the ground. No. Yeah, like they have won one game, and it was yeah. against someone's shit. Yeah. So like, oh, Georgia's not completely terrible, but like, not an easy tier two nation mm. this year. So it's like it really is kind of dire 
how bad they are. And I guess the good news is you do have to hit rock bottom to rebuild. No one, we were all kind of picking Australia to make it, but yeah. that was because their pool was so weak. And we mm. also thought Wales was going to be in a similar situation. Oh, no, boat. we thought Fiji were going to make it we up thought, until months got injured. We we were all picking we still thought Australia, Fiji, Fiji yeah. though, weren't we? Yeah. Over Wales, and we got the opposite. We got yeah. Wales being mildly competent and like using their like experience. And That's the other thing, because um, Dan Bigger went off early. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is Australia's game, game to win on. now. Yeah. Um, they just never... Kiwi... Gareth Anscombe. Yeah, came on. Ascombe. Kicked some goals. He missed his first one. Ascombe. Um, kicked a few. Did a droppy. Fucking love droppies. Um, saw the game out. Amazing. Yeah, the annoying thing is the Wallabies made um, my enemy Warren Gatlin look good now. Yeah. Because I've been like saying how bad he was, but to pay him some credit, he's to play pretty well this World Cup. Yeah. Wales. Yeah. Played really well. And he'll be crossing over with... Uh, Argentina, which is very w- winnable, yeah. and all of a sudden he's in the semi-finals and looking really fucking good. So at the semis, we then cross over again, right, to A yeah. and B. Yeah. Then he'll be fucked. Yeah. But like, who knows? At that point, Wales will have momentum and confidence, and they'll be like, on our day, we can mm. luck a game against anything. Yeah. I Although, mean, yeah. barely lost to South Africa last semi by one point. Mm. Oh, but that was like a golden what a age crazy game Welsh was. team, wasn't it? No, but then they also made. They made the semi-finals quite a few times. They made but the point is, that at the moment, Wales is in champ. Like, this is oh, not yeah, necessarily a good Wales bad, team. No, like, pre-tournament, they were... And crap. that's why Australia yeah. is such a disgrace. Any other thoughts on the Australia game, Sanj? Or should we move on? Uh, move on. Oh, you've got it. Because I want to talk about Matt's narrative coefficient because it has almost come into play when I want to set the scene like this. Matt said about the narrative coefficient, the story is what drives the results. And I didn't believe him. But then I saw a little team called Ireland step up and beat a big team called South Africa. And that actually, if you look at the permutations, means that um, Ireland will take number one in their pool, most likely, assuming they beat Scotland. Mm. Um, And that means they will cross over with a little team called the All Blacks. And if you're writing the narrative of Ireland not making it out of the quarterfinals ever in World Cup history, Mm. this being the best team they've ever had, famous for peaking the year before the World Cup, which is what they have done this year. So they've got to beat that bogeyman in two ways by winning that quarterfinal game. There's no team you'd rather play than the All Blacks. That is the team you want to overcome. They are the villains in the um, Invictus movie about Nelson Mandela and um, that weird white dude with blonde hair. You know? Like... What's that guy's name? Who's the guy who, Francois Stein? Who's the guy who lift, lifted... Francois Pino. 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 Although one thing, we'll probably discuss it later, is France have been handicapped a bit now. France have been really yeah. handicapped. We, will, we, will, we, will, we, should, we should get to that. That's very sad. But that game... Now, I... Oh, okay, just to finish that chat, though, Matt, that has got to be a strong narrative coefficient. Ireland, Ireland. one game to write their history... Against New Zealand, literally are the perfect villains. They're mm. dressed in all black. For that to be the team mm. that you have to overcome, the traditional, the most well-known rugby team, the most legendary. If you ask someone from New York City, yeah. name a rugby team, maybe they'll probably say the Blacks or something like not quite right. <laughs> New Zealand, Lord of the Rings, you know, like mm. they might they might get the All Blacks if they're lucky. Yeah, what I like about this permutation, like since this result, I like how happened. much we're using the word permutation. 
Did you use it? I did, yeah. Oh, nice. I, quite proud of myself. I feel like I used it last week. So maybe that's rubbed I off. I probably on you. got it, yeah, a bit of rub off. Um, what I'm interested in now is that. So Ireland's narrative is set up in a way that they may have to beat like every top team. So they've beaten South Africa, check. Yeah. Next is New Zealand, check. And then they might meet France in the final Ooh. on the way, you know, maybe beating England on the way. So if they do that, that would be. The I perfect think, World Cup. Historically, the yeah. the hardest run to the World Cup final. Yeah. And then to win it as well in France, against France. That's what you want to see. That's yeah. what we're looking at. And that, that could be, that's a, that's a docker right there. That's Netflix. That's Amazon. Yeah. 10-part series. Surely, uh, surely they are filming it, although you can't imagine too much as you'd be worried they'd get in the way. Um, I must say, I may be contrarian and maybe the same wrong with me. But I watched the game and I had two thoughts. And I realize before I say these thoughts and before you get angry or before Sanjay punches me, I want to realize that I now realize after having these thoughts by watching the game by myself in um, the toilet of the Sydney airport. Um, don't Why in the toilet? Uh, great question. Why are you in there for so long? Great question. I got to the airport way early and to watch the game specifically. I was yeah. like, I need enough time to watch it um, while fast forwarding through. Holy shit, scrum breaks are a long time. Like, the best mm. way to watch rugby, really. And they should do it. I was thinking with basketball, and they've finally done it. With basketball, they give you um, a cut now in the NBA of uh, 48 minutes. So every minute the ball's in play. Oh, and free throws. But they oh, cut like down highlight, free throws. The highlight quick. package. Highlights, just oh, the 48 wow. minutes. No. So you can just watch the whole action, the whole way, every second of the ball's in play. Perfect. And it's you're done cool. within yeah. less than an hour, right? And they skip through free throws and stuff like that, or they mm. show make or miss. They might they might show you a bit more if it's a clutch one at the end. Yeah, see, the problem with that is you take away the human aspect. You're taking away the narrative moments. You know, like, yeah, you want to... Scrum fail, failings are annoying, yeah. but, you know, just seeing those little victories that the halfbacks get in the ref's face... You know, oh yeah, well I guess I, I guess you could have a director there, a human who decides like what bits to leave in. Yeah, but like all I'm saying is just like if they could just do a cut. But I mean, I do that myself, right? I'm just there with the the forward. Yeah. Um, I think it's a forward thirty seconds in New Zealand, but I was yeah. in Australia. I was actually watching it on a different platform, and you got to go forward ten seconds. Mm. Forward ten seconds is better, I think. Yeah. If you're on fast enough, I mean, internet. you can always watch the whole replay if you want to. If you want the human oh, aspect, yeah. well, I was I was um, there at the airport early, and I forgot to bring um, headphones. Oh, yeah. Big mistake on a plane, right? So I um, I locked myself into the uh, uh, the Coro Club uh, uh, shower, um, sat down and just uh, had a little watch the game, took some food in there. Well, I don't understand why you had to do that. <laughs> just so I could listen to the audio and stuff like that. You can't just crank the audio in the middle of the lounge. Uh, surely know. in, in Coro, you should have just gone and ask. I should have gone and bought some... Um, uh, bought some cheap headphones as yeah. well. That would have been a solution too. But I, I mean, I had a shower as well. Used the bathroom. Nice. Brushed my teeth. It was just, it was like a little apartment. You were in there for two hours. Basically. <coughs> I was in there about an hour. Yeah, it was lovely. To, it was actually a lovely time. Got some Listerine. So when I was in there, I finished watching it by myself and it was a weird, weird circumstance. So maybe my brain was fried, but I, t- I thought two things are going to be controversial. First, I thought that was a bad game and I was like, anyone who watches that, it's interesting because being a... Which, a f- which game? South Africa... Ireland. Yeah, I said I, I said this is a this is a controversial opinion. Okay, wait, were you watching it live? No. Oh, so you're watching the dumb highlights? No, 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 no. I was watching the the full game, uh, but, but, but fast forwarding through the scrums. No, I did not already know this result. Oh. 
Because I was like, this is a game, it doesn't actually matter who wins. Like, it's important. Yeah. And both teams want to win. And I said, yeah. I think South Africa will take it and mm. take on the All Blacks. But like, you're like, France or New Zealand, like, they're both equally bad options. Mm. Maybe now that you know that DuPont's injured, you'd be like, France mm. is, a bit, is a bit better. And I was watching it going like, it's really interesting because as a football fan in New Zealand, it's really funny to watch my friends who are big Wellington Phoenix fans have to justify football to rugby fans and be like, I promise it's a good game. And it's like, you don't have to justify it. It's the most popular fucking sport in the world. Yeah. But football fans in New Zealand feel like they need to do that. And they're like, not every player is a diver or whatever like rugby players like to say. Rugby, play, rugby fans have to do that when the World Cup comes around. Yeah. And people watch it. And I have football fans who message me go, tried rugby, mate, because I, I watch both <coughs> sports. And they go, it's garbage, mate. It's trash. And that was, and I had a friend, that was one of my first messages after the game was like um, uh, a friend, Joseph, going, uh, watched rugby for the first time in four years. Not for me. Garbage as per usual, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And watching that game, it was so stop start. I know rugby fans go, that's the tension of the game. That's mm. the magic of it. So fucking boring for a game that doesn't, if it was the quarterfinal or the semifinal, I might take it. But for mm. a game that it doesn't actually mean much. There's so many stops, and I was proud there's a New Zealand ref there. I know both teams were arguing about the ref, which is a sign there's a good ref or whatever. Mm. So that was my first controversial opinion. I thought it was a bad game, but I realized that everyone else thought it was a good game. I'll let you guys counteract that. And my second point, I thought, was that I thought both these teams look very beatable, and the All Blacks can do both of these guys. If they can only put fucking... I know they're defensive teams. If they can only put like fucking 13 points on the board, Mm. All Blacks, if they can get back to their best, they should be able to consistently score 25 they can beat both those teams. And I also realize that no one has agreed with me on both of those. So I could be completely wrong and mm. you guys are welcome to destroy me now. Yeah, I think you fucked it watching highlights. I didn't watch highlights. How many times do I have to say that? No, but I watched you the fast forward game. No, no, just through scrums and shit. Yeah. yeah. but So you were in the toilet for an hour. Yeah. Rugby games are oh, I started two watching, hours. I started watching it at the hotel. Okay. Yeah, I started watching it and then had to go, like, oh, be it to the airport now, but uh, want to have time to make sure I watch it. I mean, I've done a similar thing. Like, there's something about watching live sport, and that's why live sport is so popular. Yeah. Watching it live adds tension, even if it's imaginary. Because as soon as you know it's not live, it's gone, and then you, you start watching it with your analytical brain or your autist brain. Yeah, I, but I didn't, th- I didn't think that. I didn't hate the game. I didn't hate the game, uh, but I just thought, to someone who's never watched rugby before, they're like, what a shit show. Like, there was, there was very little running with ball in hand. Mm. excitement and then this is how the game ended this is how the game ended they're like here they come South Africa going for the corner they kick it in the corner they do a line out they ruck it the ruck the, the, uh, they maul it the maul goes to the ground and the ref like Whoop. yeah game that, over like, not releasing or something game over what what do you mean it's game over yeah. what sport ends like that where it's like South Africa moments away from scoring to try to win the game mm. game over yeah, I don't, I don't see it like that. I see, because I know the World Cup and I know that these teams are destined to progress, for me, the ending of the game felt like when Matrix Reloaded ended. <laughs> you know, it's like, ooh, that was pretty good. And now we get to wait for part two later. Oh, you know, you're, kind of, the, you're yeah. in the final? Who knows? Like, I think, what, from my perspective, watching the, that game, I thought they were the best two teams that I'd seen in the yeah. tournament. Sanjay, you I agree? I just thought it, it just a tight tussle. You're always going to get that when it's like one versus two in any sport. Mm-hmm. Like the only one I can think of, and that, that only happened right at the end, was France, um, Argentina in the World Cup last year. Football World and, Cup. And they were, yeah, Argentina were leading like 2-0 for most of the game. It only got interesting right at the end. But th- there's that 
in that game, in the 2-0 Argentina situation, there's a constant tension because it's two two of the best teams and a mistake can easily equalise. Like, and that's how I felt. Like These are two two of the best rugby teams in the world right now going against each other. And I thought the rugby was pretty good. That's what it is. I thought it was pretty that, slick. That is, that is the consensus. Yeah. So I realise I'm weird there. I thought it was trash. I was like, South Africa can't kick. Yeah. That is <clears throat> amazing. My whole life, that's all South Africa has been good at. Yeah, that's their main strength. But I was think there was they, they, they Percy know that, Montgomery. Yeah. First name Percy, last name Montgomery. And what a look as well. He's so sexy. Awesome, like blonde mop. I want to yeah. see him now. And shoulder pads as well. Yeah, maybe. And, and the shoulder pads were only for aesthetic real. Yeah. They, they added nothing to the performance. Ironically, that players now have shoulders that big, and they just look yeah. like, like if you look Khaleesi, like he looks crazy. like he has those pads in there already. And there was Probably. the other crazy thing, like um, Khaleesi and was it Elizabeth? They got taken off shortly after halftime. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I think the final yeah. match did play the whole South match. Africa. No, and I think they know. Had they kicked all their their points, their attempts, they win this game easy, and they've got um, Pollard on the bench eventually. He wasn't even on the bench; he was in the stadium. Yeah, he'll, he'll come back for the semi or the final. And it's game over. If South Africa kick their kicks and play like they did, they matched Ireland. Yeah. So if they just add their kicking that they're famous for, it's South Africa's World Cup for sure. So so I, I would say is watching the games, uh, uh, Ireland plays a much more attractive style of play. And they do look yeah, good. Yeah, they absolutely. way more open. They look like the prime All Blacks when yeah. they do spread it wide. And like they have lovely runs and lovely um, movements. But both teams only scored one try. Yeah, I mean, they've got great defense as well. Yeah, both yeah. The, um, I'll tell you one thing that I thought was quite cool. I mean, rugby fans and analysts might already know this, but South Africa are very good at their defensive press, right? The, the defenders push get right out. In your face. They get right in their face. Yeah, this. And what um, Ireland did a couple of times is they dummied. And as soon as they dummied, the press was eliminated. And there's a massive gap. And it happened um, early in the, or in the midway through the first half when, um, I can't remember his name, he dummied. Um, and there's a huge gap, and then they run straight down the middle. Oh, Bundy um, Oki ran straight Yeah, through. it was amazing. And they, they did that a few times, and it worked every time. And a lot of people were saying that Ireland shouldn't have used their moves because now other teams will identify and, and work out a counter-press for that. Um, but Ireland, I think they unlocked something in South Africa. Like, the way they just found gaps in their defen- defense quite easily they did, was they quite did, impressive. They did blow them open, but they only scored one try at the end of the day. Um yeah, it's it's it, it is. It's I'm going to come out and say it, and I'm going to be the only idiot who says this. But I I just think I mean anything can happen on the day. But I think New Zealand can. I mean I mean of course they should be our two. New Zealand's still one of the best teams in the world. But like I think they shouldn't be afraid of either of those teams. But um, maybe they'll come back to sting me in the ass. Most Kiwi friend, fans I've talked to seem to think the opposite, mm. and they're like, man, they're too physical. They're too good at defense and no, stuff I think like it's that. Up to fuzzy roulette. <laughs> you never. Uh, they could smash Ireland, or they could get thrashed by Ireland. You never know. I just, I, I can't see it at the moment. And I think another thing that we didn't talk about, or like that didn't happen in this game, no disciplinary issues, no red cards, no yellow cards against two of the toughest defenses. Mm. Yeah, they stayed on the right side of the law. Yeah, and I think that's something that New Zealand are still trying to figure out. So. These are the notes I wrote down, and some of them... I've got to change my note-taking act, because I took pages of notes, and only a couple of them have translated. Um, I said, both teams are excellent. Both teams are defensive powerhouses, obviously, but both teams are deeply flawed. South Africa's offense, toothless. 
Like absolutely pathetic. And maybe maybe that's Ireland's defence is that good. I think it was more the defence. I don't know, man. Quick, I'm just I'm just quick like wingers and the mm-hmm. who was the centre, Delamande or whatever his name mm-hmm. was. He was like smashing through mm. the Irish. But just defense. like their backline just can't string together shit. Or you're saying that's Ireland just yeah, I think more yeah. Ireland. But for the whole defense. game, but when has South Africa looked good on offense? I mean, maybe against the All Blacks. I think as soon as you get, I mean, um, what's his name, Lebot? I quite like him, but get Pollard in there. Unbelievable. Kicking for the corners um, and unlocking those backs. Yeah. Because they're very quick. So this, this, this podcast didn't um, uh, give me the information that I needed. You guys should be together with our three of us. I didn't realize this, that um, South Africa had a star hooker. He got injured. And they replaced him with the first five. And I was like, why have they done this crazy move? They don't have another hooker. If their hooker currently gets injured, they're replacing him with like a flanker or something like that? Is, is their backup depth? Yeah, I mean, I think all their forwards, because they, they did that um, 7-1, substitutes being Shea. Yeah. yeah. But the way it works, like, multiple players can play multiple positions. Yeah, but so, like... like, it looks crazy, but they're, like, utility players. But, okay, but you think it's crazy. They don't have a quick kicker in their team, and that shows, as they lose a game literally because they can't mm. throw over very kickable kicks. So that, that, that first five, yeah. you need to get the fuck out of there right now. He is, I quite rate him, though. At like, what? Just like ball in hand and just like the way he looks. He He's, looks cool. He, okay, he looks, he looks very cool. cool. He and looks his name cool. is Lebok. That's <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Plays for the man, yeah. I play for Lebok, the box. Yeah. And my, it was like how um Arsenal, the, the football team, uh, their yeah, coach's Wenger, name yeah. was Arsene. Arsene Wenger. Arsene. For Arsene. No. Arsene. <laughs> it's, like, it's like if you... um. It was like if the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers was called Lakey, you know? Like, it's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> they got him at the first time because they just had Arsene in, in his name. Um, That's weird how, like, um, Fef de Klerk, he's the one who's doing the long kicks. He's, like, the smallest guy on the pitch. Bizarre, right? He missed yeah. both of his long kicks. Yeah, one went off the post. That was crazy. It? When it came back off the post and South Africa regained position. Oof. Big time, big brain move. That was crazy. You're I love Fef de Klerk. Like, he's, yeah, he's very such charismatic. a character. Yeah. And he's got um, Percy's kind of oh, yeah, hairdo. The he's hair bringing hair that hair. back. The haircut, but Percy looked good. Fef de Klerk looks ugly as shit. Yeah, I grew a mullet once, and it just did not suit me at all. And I was like, "He looks ugly." But I mean, that might be his. He might. This is just being a, a South African, though. Yeah, people can't see us on this podcast, but we are all gorgeous. I look amazing. Oh. Um, but yeah, just what South African? <laughs> I think Khaleesi, hottest player in the game. Oh, he's got. Uh, yeah, I'm jo- talking about white South Africans. Yeah, <laughs> no, not attractive. Yeah, okay. Yeah, strong point. No, I reckon. No, Percy Montgomery, gorgeous. I think. Um, I don't mind. Pollard or who's the, who's the guy who's going to come in? Mm. He's got a cool look anyway. He and does. He's very cool. Crazy. He was left out of the team. What is he old or something? Yeah, he's quite. Um, it's probably the same as. He Sexton, is the I ancient think, yeah. age of twenty nine. Is he? Yeah. It's not that old been, for a first five for ages. But he's just been that good for ages. But he, Andre Pollard. But he um he, yeah put him in first five. You've got no backline anyway. They're doing fuck all. It's going to be. We've learned two things in this World Cup. One. It's a defensive defense rules. All the top teams are the top defenses, basically, um, and not giving up penalties, which the All Blacks have an okay yeah. defense but can't not give up penalties. And two, and um, uh, potentially most importantly, is that just taking the three points. Yeah, just came. accumulate the points. Like games, this could be like the lowest scoring world. I know it's going to be the highest scoring World Cup because teams are just beating the shit out of Chile yeah. and shit. But. Uh, it'll be low scoring in terms of um, yeah, the, knockout stage. the big games. Yeah. Like we haven't seen one high scoring big game. Like even All Blacks France was pretty oh, contained, apart from right? Wales, Australia. Wales, Australia. <laughs> I mean that doesn't count. Australia is officially tier two. 
I find tier one and tier two, that's a weird thing to say, I find. Mm. And I guess it's like, that's literally how they get dropped into the pool, right? But mm-hmm. like, the line between Fiji and tier two and like they've, Australia yeah. have, Fiji, at least for this World Cup, have switched yeah. places the way they're well, playing. It's, it's the closest it's ever been. The, the bottom of tier one and the top of tier two are indistinguishable now. Yeah. Which is great for rugby. Yeah. But, but or would you say this? The bottom of tier one is a long way away from the top of tier one. Yeah, maybe there's a 1A and a 1B. Like, now. don't you feel like when they cross over to the big boy league, Wales is just going to get well, hammered? Yeah, yeah once the Cabbage so. League has to meet the superstars, <laughs> that's when we'll see, you know, like, have we have we been watching two leagues? Yeah. And now they have yeah. to face each other and... Well, I'm, ex- kind of, I'm excited, though. Yeah. We kind of thought that anyway, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. But, but, I mean, you get to a semi-final and both teams, if they, you know, yeah, if Wales gets a bit of momentum, they could beat yeah. anyone on their day. But if you were, yeah, okay. Um, Ireland's... Uh, uh, de- de- defects um, pretty obvious uh, I mean I'd say decision making like they do a lot of mad dog shit watching the game for a star I was watching James Lowe closely mm. he started you know out of position maybe lost uh, lost sight of the ball then missed the tackle when the, uh, when his opposite number came through he actually ended up having a hell of a game James yeah. Lowe mm. and we'll get to him more but like there was a lot of like kind of like what seemed like pretty major errors from just like players that don't normally make those mistakes. Ireland lost uh, five lineouts yeah. in the first half. Yeah, that was bizarre. Was it like first four they lost? Yeah. And South Africa's tough. Um, and he did good. He looked nervous, that thrower. Yeah. But he did He did actually, he was doing breathing exercises. It did pay off for him because he did improve. Mm. But holy <laughs> shit, that was... Sh- and, and like the game could have been over in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Especially the way South Africa's attack is looking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wait, you said South Africa's attack was shit. That's what I'm saying. If Ireland had converted some right. of those, even if they just got three points yeah. on those trips down the pitch. Yeah. Um, and this is, what, again, why, like, I was saying this last week, is, like, why England is, even though they look patchy, why they're always in it. Because England, it, they're doing it in unconventional ways. But they are going down and getting points. And these other teams are not doing that. Like, Fiji doesn't do that. Um, Ireland was struggling to do it that. It is weird, yeah. The decision to back yourself, rather than taking the three points. Because a try is five points. Yeah. A penalty is more than half of that, mm. and yeah. you get the ball back. And even a droppy as well. Yeah. That was surprised me, yeah, South Africa, they didn't go for more drop goals. I thought they loved that. Yeah. That's the thing. I think there's, there's more at play with what South Africa are up to. I feel like they're, they didn't want to go crazy hard against Ireland and get battered. Yeah. Because, you know, they've got a big quarterfinal coming up. This is interesting for, for New Zealand fans. So Ireland fans go like, wow. Even though we don't probably want to play New Zealand, one of our biggest ever foes, um, if we're going to break the two curses we're battling... Yeah, you have to beat us eventually. You have to beat the best. So it's like, why not? Like It's the storybook narrative. They're the villains for your documentary. Um, so that's exciting. Um, but for New Zealand, we've got to be look at this and go, man, that was a bruising encounter for Ireland. Mm. And um, even though they came away with no major injuries, seemingly they've got a um, they had to play Tonga the week before, one of the most intimidating teams to play physically, and then they are coming up against Scotland, which won't be easy. And Scotland will be playing for their life. Like again, we're seeing World Cup. It's Scotland's World Cup. Like this is all they've got left to play for. Really, is a a win against um, South Africa or Ireland. It doesn't seem like they'll beat both to get through. I mean, yes. Or have they already lost They've to lost South Africa? To, so yeah. um, New Zealand, though, has a very favourable draw. We've got two easy games, and then we're we're ramping up. And I hope we just play our like, rotations and stuff, heading towards Ireland, and that everything will be targeted at Ireland, assuming 
Italy's not too much of a bogey team. Yeah, Wait, what did you say? You said New Zealand have an easy run now. Yeah. No, no, no way. Are you kidding? If you want to, if you're ramping up towards Ireland, that's exactly what you want. What do they got? Italy, Italy and Uruguay. Uruguay. Uruguay, perfect. Yeah. See, like I said a couple of weeks ago, Italy will be up for it. No. Okay. I'm saying it now. All these New Zealand fans are fucking cowards. Believe in your team. New Zealand is going to steamroll Italy. They're going to steamroll Uruguay as expected. And then they're going to have the perfect run up to Ireland where they're going to put 30 points on them. I believe. When have we become so cowardly that we're like, oh, I'm scared about playing Ireland. It's some shitty country. Do you know who they got on that team? James Lowe. The rejects of the All Blacks. James, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, man. You're a hell of a player and all the best for the big games. But, um, you know, like these are players who couldn't make the All Blacks team. Yeah, but you're New Zealand. This it's, is the best of the, the best. It's the coaching though, right? Because you've got Moonga and all the Canterbury players in the All Blacks yeah. who just aren't turning up for the All Blacks. They're the best Canterbury player, you know, they win the, the Super 15, whatever it is these days, easily. Yeah. As soon as they put on that black shirt and, the, and that coaching system, yeah. no good. Yeah. Um, another interesting fact that I just remembered from the game of Ireland-South Africa is um, uh, Ireland actually looked a lot better with ball in hand, but actually lost every major running stat besides mm. t- like meters gained, all those sort of like line breaks. Yep. Um, so it was like they, they were looking good, but was it actually good? I don't know. It's that kind of thing of ruining the magic by looking at the stats. But um, yeah, I just thought it was, I realize I'm probably wrong because I mean, everyone else is saying the opposite to me, but I just thought it was a pretty average game to watch. I, I get it. There's the tension and stuff. The stakes. Did you think the opening game was better? All Blacks France? All Blacks France. Well, um, I enjoyed it because I was so invested. Mm. If you're invested, it's well, kind of it. different. Yeah. yeah. But like as a sport, you can't trade You can't trade on that. Like for new fans, you want to show like yeah. running. And this World Cup is but, becoming uh, a defensive I don't know. Sport. I'd argue with that again because um, Drive to Survive, it tells a narrative. Yeah. And that gets people invested. Because yeah. whenever I watch F1, I'm like, fuck this boring shit. This is just watching traffic going fast. Yeah. But as soon as you start watching the story and you understand the, the characters and yeah. the narrative, suddenly watching traffic is exciting. Tell you what, cutting the narratives for um, Drive Survivor is going to be hard for the, this next season where Red Bull wins every race by a mile. Mm. Um, yeah, they got, they got a hard rack. It's, it's hard for the Rugby World Cup where the All Blacks are the best team by a mile. And I'm looking forward to seeing Foster lifting the cup. <laughs> Do I look like an idiot, Sanjay? No, I think, like I said, it's you never know uh, with Fozzie Roulette. See, I'm taking that gamble right now. I'm like, I might look like a genius in a couple of weeks yeah. as the only person who believed in the in the boys. Where do we want to go to next? Um, we had our first draw of the... Did we? Yeah, it was Georgia-Portugal. Oh, how good was like that? that? Was oh, it, the that end. was the game of the weekend. So, yeah, so what? Portugal so were leading um, 18 to 13 with two minutes to go. What? Georgia got a penalty, so they went for the liner, got a rolling mall, scored the try. So 18 all. The guy just, like, with a minute to go, just needed to get the conversion to, you know, help Georgia lead the game with one minute to go. He missed it. Um, then they kicked off Portugal. Then uh, Georgia conceded a penalty in their own 22. Yeah, right this is after 80 game. minutes now. So Ooh. it's 18 all. It's also near the side. The guy, all he has to do is kick it over, win the game for Portugal. He um, hits it, but it goes across the post. Shank today. Yeah, and then, yeah, 18 all. Wow. 
would it also have been one of those teams probably first ever World Cup wins? Yeah. Yeah. Both Portugal. of them? Portugal. No, Portugal. no. Georgia's won like at least one game for the past three World Cups. Yeah. Shout out to Portugal being there, eh? Random country to be there. But like Portugal, they are good at football. You'd think they'd have, you know, someone that could kick. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but like that was that guy's first kick of the game. The guy, uh, same with the Georgian guy who mm. did the conversion. That that was the first kicks of the game. So they were the subs came on. With all that pressure. They iced their own kicker. Kick, yeah. mm. Great finish though. Loved it. I wonder. It must be hard for these teams, eh? It must be hard. I, I just I, the the lopsided games I have watched with those small teams. It's like, do you just play to not lose by fifty? I remember. Um, I've told the story on many podcasts before, and it's not very good, but. Um, New Zealand one year um, in 2000 Olympics, they crossed over. America often gets in the same pool. New Zealand often gets in the same pool as America in mm. basketball. But um, the first time it happened ever was um, where New Zealand, the first time New Zealand qualified for the Olympics, they got in the same pool as one of the best American basketball teams of all time. This is a team where Vince Carter, um, one of the most exciting NBA players, jumped over a guy, a French guy in, the, I think, the quarterfinal. Jumped over him and dunked it. Mm. Jumped over his head. Have you seen that video before? No. It's one of the best videos on the internet. He jumps over a seven foot two man. Like Free Willy. Like Free Willy. Clears. <laughs> oh, Free Willy because he, he knocks his willy against yeah. his head. <laughs> Just dick in the face. As he dunks Slowly it. Slowly drags. It's, it's better than the dunk at the end of space, space Jam. It's so sick. Vince Carter. So New Zealand was playing that team. And I remember asking a guy from Nelson who was in the New Zealand team. Obviously, before the draw came out, you, do you want to play America? And he said, fuck no. And I said, why not? And he said, I don't want to lose by 60 points. Yeah. And uh, I thought, that's not the competitive spirit. But you do go out there and go like, this is not humiliate ourselves. Yeah. And there's so many games but as World sh- Cup. I don't yeah, know, surely you'd like want Namibia, like, they've been thrashed every game. Yeah, but you want to share the stage with the top just so you can be exposed to it because you can never get better at anything unless you see yeah. that stage above. And it's, yeah. you know, that's why people have teachers. How quickly do you learn a skill when someone shows you how to do it? Yeah. So just to be exposed to some elite level play, yeah, it's a dream. It's but like Namibia has been exposed to the elite level play for <laughs> yeah, forty five yeah, years, yeah. <laughs> and they're still they they need less exposure. <laughs> I don't know what they need. They need to take a break. Who who do they play during the year? Namibia is a, t- a tiny country, and it's quite a big country, isn't it? Geographically huge, yeah. population yeah. wise, like the size of like New Zealand. If I'm a South African. On the, the edge yeah, of yeah. the team. They should do that. Because that's kind of what, you know, Fiji and Samoa and Pacific Nations are doing at the moment. They like, they can't get into the All Blacks. Oh, let's go back to our home nations. Oh, but not, but not even that. It's like, um, that's, that's a bad example. It'd be more like, yeah, it'd be more like, yeah, players playing for European teams. Mm. Um, oh, but it's, it's a financial decision there. But like, you wouldn't get any money for playing Namibia. No, but I mean, if you're a rugby player anyway. You want to play in the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, you're playing for, you know, you're, your top 14 league team. And it wouldn't be that hard to like naturalise, you're right. But Namibia, if you're going to try and naturalise, you probably set your sights high. Yeah, what I'm, un- I'm trying to understand is who are they playing during the off-season? Because well, we see them once every four Southern years. <laughs> you know, like they're, they're not part of any other good they're, league. They're yeah. destroying Botswana or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or Mozambique, Zimbabwe. watch out. Zimbabwe rugby team. <laughs> um, fuck, man. Madagascar. Because I can imagine it's probably a footballing country as well. Like mm. most countries are. I, mean, I could be wrong. I, I mean, it'd be more rugby... I would have thought they'd be rugby, yeah. But like most countries are football. Like South Africa's a football country. Mm. Even though they're proud rugby and they're one of the most legendary rugby countries ever, their their football players and popularity would outnumber. Rugby for the white South Africans, football for the dark South Africans. It is nice though to see the um, integration of the team now. Oh, yeah. Back back even in our childhoods in the 90s, 
the team was badly integrated where like they had a rule where they like needed a couple of yeah. uh, black players in the team. Now they have black players all across the pitch, and it's like quite cool to see. Like it has slowly become like properly the rainbow nation, and it's like mm. it is a royally fucked country, but the rugby team is something to look. I mean, it stems from the '95 World Cup. Sean Fitzpatrick, um, I heard on a rival podcast, uh, uh, had a couple of interesting stories. Terrible analyst, by the way, <laughs> Sean Fitzpatrick. Sean Fitzpatrick's um, analysis, I, I can't remember if it was for New Zealand or Australia, but a team that's faltering at the moment, his analysis was, um, they just need to get a win and that will get their confidence up. Yeah, yeah and he's I was like, on. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but he had two good yarns and um, one of the yarns he had that was good uh, was that he claims that he was in South Africa and South African fans supported the All Blacks because they hated apartheid South Africa and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. And um, Nelson during that Mand- World Cup, yeah, Nelson Mandela did his like one nation, one team speech, and all of a sudden it switched, and all of a sudden everyone hated the All Blacks, and they were the devil, and you know that mm. he claims that was almost the most. He didn't talk about the poisoning at all. He talked about the momentum swing. I could tell you could tell Sean Spencer had these these stories. These stories he tells a lot, so it was kind of yeah. like coming out of his back pocket in terms yeah. of this is his like after dinner speech. The other speech that he had was interesting. Was um, not 97 World Cup. He just wanted to talk about how much he loves the World Cup, how far it's come. And he claims that in 87, they played a trial game the week before. So they played North Island versus South Island or whatever. They played that game, picked the team. And then on the Wednesday, they had a training. And the coach couldn't make it because he got snowed in. And uh, uh, they did the training and that went well without the coach. And then they went out. Um, they had a goal of winning six games and winning the World Cup. They won all the games and then went back to work on... Yeah, yeah. The next day. But that was so funny to me that they did the trial the week before yeah. <laughs> to decide which lads were in the cup. And then, yeah, smashed it. And it's come a long way. Um, and now he's you off. F- yeah, you forget how young rugby is as a sport, eh? It's like old. It's probably cup, old as a sport, but it's young as a proper world sport, World yeah. Cup. Yeah, or professional. Like so as soon as you put money into it, the growth yeah, is exponential. Yeah, it was early 90s. Six. Yeah, and it's just, but it's just even just that, just like more countries playing it. Yeah, it's like it's like only now this is the first time we've been like the pool play has really been exciting. Like normally you'd be like, oh, I can't wait for New Zealand to play. We'd have like a Scotland or a Wales in our pool, and you're like, oh, we'll probably beat them, but it'll be a good yeah. game. And then you have a game against Tonga, and you're like, oh, well, you never know, Tonga might give us a scare for 15 minutes. So World Rugby knew what they were doing when they set the pools. when they rigged it. Yeah, yeah. 2020. I kind of respect it. I f- the one thing they have fucked up, though, is the schedule. Yeah. Like, I'm really missing the festival kind of feel of this World Cup. Mm. It honestly feels like watching just league rugby. Once a week, you watch your bits, and then you wait another week. Like, where's the mid-week games? Where's yeah. the, the constant wake up in the morning, put on what rugby's on, regardless? Every, I would watch every game if there was just one game a day. Yeah. So, the, the reason they gave is that um, the small teams would get fucked, because... They already have bad pools, so Namibia is like already. How many games have Namibia played on that thing right there? Have they played all four or three. played three? Everyone's on three or two. But apparently, Namibia will play their fourth before New Zealand plays their third. Uh, their third. Yeah. So Namibia's finished before, um, and New Zealand still only played two games. Like it's yeah. kind of like the draw is a little bit. But I mean, that's also you've got to have some reward for finishing qualifying high. Yeah, I mean that's part of. Also having five team pools, mm. so have you, like one team has to have a bye regardless. Yeah, which is a shame because you you know in other in other sports the the last game of a pool is played simultaneously, so everyone plays at the same time on the same day, just so you can't 
Um, you know, yeah, you can't be like, hey guys, let's just do a draw and we're both through. Hmm. Um, which is a shame. But yeah, like I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, I understand that rugby is tough, so you have to have those breaks. Yeah. But I was like, maybe this is a solution in the future. So you play, you make the schedule much tighter. So, you know, every team plays once every four days, but make the squads bigger. I was just going to, th- I was just thinking that, and yeah. So, like, how, m- how much in the squad at the moment? Oh, well, we had th- 33. 33. Or I don't know. Make it like, add 10 yeah. more players. Make it 45. Whatever. Yeah. And then that's your Let squad. Let them rotate against yeah. Namibia and Uruguay. And just, yeah, have, have coaches having to plan for those rotations to, yeah. fit, to keep guys fresh. I think that would make it a little bit more exciting. S- Sanjay, you're more of a cricket expert. Shout yeah. out to the World Cup coming up. But I love how in cricket, we just have our fast bowlers and they just bowl as fast as they can. Sometimes in five-day test matches or whatever. Yeah. Until their back breaks, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh wow, bad yeah, luck! His yeah. back's broken now." Yeah. And in baseball, you watch American sport, and they um they they have to have four days rest. Yeah. Occasionally, if it's the World Series or something big, they'll do yeah. three days rest or two days rest. But they'll say that as well. They'll go, um, "Steinbrenner pitching today on two days rest," so you know, expect him to be a bit sore because they throw so hard and wow. the velocity is so tough. So you have a pitching rotation. Oh, That's so why they not, call it a bullpen. It's not enforced. The rest. No, you can do whatever rest you want, but it's just proven. They've oh. just worked out the analytics of, like, you pitch best on at least four days rest. But, like, you might go wow. even bigger than that because, like, say say your team does well, you get a rest for the first week of the playoffs, so your pitcher will be fresh for game one. And you yep. pitch your best player game one, and the other team might go, oh, fuck, we're playing the best pitcher game one, mm. so we'll put our best pitcher in game two and try and yep. get that one. See, I like that. I like those extra little... Strategies, permutations. I lo- yeah, I love. <laughs> yeah, get those permutations. I can't even say it. the word. Is it permutations? Permutations. Permutations. Thank you, Sanjay. Permutations. English A and what'd you get? An a, a B. In well, school, school C, C I probably got an A. Before bursary, I'm not sure. So big. So you're saying, Matt, big squads rotate the players, almost have an A and a B, and just create more rugby and yeah. that would be better as well if it was New Zealand B playing against um, Uruguay it would be a much more interesting that's what game. I mean because it's like the coaches would have to you know, almost plan out the, I mean I'm sure they do anyway they plan out the entire pool stage um, based on um, the strength of the, the teams they're facing but then what happens if uh, Uruguay you know put up a team a weak their B team and then do you still you know like that kind of thing like this just adds an extra bit of flavour an extra bit of chat about, about thing, and we don't have to I don't know, take these horrible four day breaks. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's just annoying. Yeah. You want it every day. Yeah. Uh, another random riffraff to show, throw into the um, pool of chat. Is the ball slippery? Or I was just thinking, like, there's not a sport that's more influenced by rain, or maybe golf or something like that, but golf, you stop playing when it rains too much. Cricket? No, you. I think you, you stop. Yeah. You stop when you play cricket. Like, football, basketball, obviously, not affected by rain at all because it's inside. <laughs> I don't know why I mentioned that. But like cricket, you stop playing. Baseball, you stop playing. Um, football, it is a factor, right, Matt? But you don't change your style of play for the rain. Early uh, American football, you do though. You probably run it more. Than run it more in the rain. Yeah, well, yeah. With football, it might favour some teams more than others, but you wouldn't necessarily change the way you play too much. Rugby, I feel like it significantly impacts. It's already hard to catch a rugby yeah. ball at best of yeah. times. It bobbles around. It bounces weird. So I do think that's an interesting thing. Well, apparently yeah. this ball's bad for this World like Cup. Like grip? Yeah, apparently it's a, a bit, bit, bit of... I mean, I'm getting this from my, my dad, Gary Williams from Nelson. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how reliable that is. And apparently there's some bullshit like they only get hold of the balls like 
the day before the game. Or mm. so, I mean, obviously they can bet it's with the model, yeah. but like the only the game ball. I don't know. Oh really? But it, um, I would say just to segue briefly into Tonga versus uh, Tonga versus no, who played Samoa? What was the game? Well, Argentina Samoa. Argentina Samoa, worst game of the competition so far. Hugely disappointing as a Pacific Island rugby fan. Um, and Argentina still the shit show that they've always been, but like the 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 wet ball really, I think ki- maybe killed Samoa's chances. Maybe yeah, was that played? Because what I'm finding at the moment is depending where the games are played, if you know affects the humidity at yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. So that first game that was played, um, horrific. You'd expect better from both teams. Yeah, but humidity just fucks with the ball. And yeah, maybe you're right, but watching South Africa Ireland. It was if there was no problem, and I'm just wondering, was that what time was that played? Was that different? Was it more south or more north? Oh, I still thought there was a lot of. Was there? I didn't. I wouldn't call South Africa Ireland a free flowing game. I'm not trying to prove a point here, by the way. I realise that most people loved the game, so I'm yeah. weird. But like to me, it felt like it was two teams that nullified each other through skill, yeah. not through errors. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But there was yeah, there was still a ton of stoppages and stuff like that. But what you wouldn't call it like free flowing. The best rugby you realise is like I guess it's why I always thought it was weird when like the Sky Sport would put up like number of um phases. But like it is cool when a team recycles yeah. the ball thirteen yeah, times. Can, yeah. yeah. And and either they're making momentum, you're like, here they fucking go, or they're going nowhere or backwards and you're like, yeah. fuck, the defence is putting on a show here. Yeah. And I wish that rugby they could manipulate the rules a little bit so that was more incentivized as opposed to um, two phases, you're not making progress, kick it away. Two phases, you're not making progress, kick it away. Um, mm. Well, it's, it's risky to concede a penalty, mm. right? That, that's why, yeah, continuing with that kind of rugby is, is tough. Because you don't want to concede a penalty within territory yeah. that people can kick. Any any other comments on Samoa? Is that pool turning into a pool of death? I can't remember what, what's happened so no, far. I think Samoa's basically out. They fucked no. it already? Yeah, if they bet Argentina, they would have been still in there, and Argentina would have been out. But I think it's... Whoever won that one's going to be... Um, Has Argentina played in Japan? Oh, oh no, they still have No, they still got to play. No, but if Samoa beats Japan and Japan beats Argentina... Yeah. But you're saying that's not likely? No, I just think Argentina had their crappy game against England. Mm-hmm. I no, think they had a crappy gonna... game against Samoa. It's just Samoa was even worse. Mm. Yeah, but I think they're going to... Come right. Beat, beat, yeah. Yeah, beat I mean, Japan. yeah, Samoa have a chance, but they're going to have to turn up against England. I mean, no, I maybe at that point England... Strong, yeah, but do England rest their players? But then it bring back um, your old shoulder barging guy. Yeah, Farrell. I mean he he played all right in the weekend. To be, the to ret- be fair, the return of Farrell. Did he play? Yeah. Is he back? Yeah. Oh, they changed the whole team. They put um, Marcus and Farrell, um, kicked Ford out, and then England were playing some of the best oh, attacking yeah. rugby you've ever seen. Yeah, but who are they playing though? Who are they playing? Great nation Chile. of Chile. <laughs> <laughs> rugby powerhouses. For, for like the first ten minutes, they made Chile look good. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's yeah. over. But um, yeah, then they turned it on. Yeah. Played I, some running rugby. It is hard to tell, though, in those in <coughs> those, those games, kind of. It's, it really is hard to judge. It's like, if you're basing on the pool play, then um, uh, D-Mac is the greatest rugby player the world's ever seen. <laughs> and maybe he is still. But um, I'm just looking at like exciting games to come. We've got Japan Samoa that, I mean, yeah. yeah. Argentina's probably going through, but you never know. New Zealand Italy is kind of juicy. Yeah. Um, I mean, Australia-Portugal is now interesting because you're like, oh, imagine Australia lost that. That'd be exciting. Yeah. There's not much, actually. Like, it's we're probably almost waiting for the Japan-Argentina, I guess, to decide who goes through. 
But yeah, um, whew, it's been a good. It's been a, it's been a good weekend of rugby so mm. far. Other thoughts? Do you want to talk about Dupont, Sanj? What do you want to talk about? We definitely yeah. need to talk about Dupont. Yeah. Because, yeah, um, I mean, that's probably lessened their chances now. And I think that's maybe one reason why South <coughs> Africa didn't go as hard. Maybe they want to play France It's my now. thoughts, exactly. Because we got injured the day before mm-hmm. that, um, or a couple of days before the um, South yeah. Africa. So that was my question before Ireland the Ireland-South Africa game. Is a Dupontless France yeah. worse than the current version of the All Blacks? Mm. I think so. I think so as well. Ooh. I think yeah, because I think, yeah. think they've got a better chance against the yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, France then against the All But that is Ireland then taking that win. Then that is Ireland writing the narrative. Yeah, but I think yeah, Ireland all also. I think Ireland gained more from winning that game than South Africa lost. If you know what I mean, like Ireland needed it regardless of yeah. going hard. They needed it for their own mentality. Like, hey, look, we are the best in the world. We've just beaten South Africa. Let's take that momentum. Great. South Africa can go. Hey, we don't mind losing this game because now France are weak, so we're we're happy to take it easy, take on France, knock them out, get on the easy side of the cab pool, and then maybe meet All Blacks or Ireland in the final. Oof. It's exciting. I um I I must say I hate France. Um, Do you? Yeah, as a country. Oh. I just listened to a podcast about the Rainbow Warrior. Oh. For their government to murder someone on New Zealand state soil and then give them. You know, trick us into giving them back and then give them a medal. I mean, for like France is like one of, the, in, in terms of like asshole countries, France is right up there. But do you like the, the French one. cafe though? <laughs> no, I went to the French cafe in Auckland, Auckland's best restaurant. Uh, didn't like it. So long and boring, so expensive. Not even that fancy, I thought. Like some yeah. restaurants, there's some restaurants. I'm always disappointed by the fancy restaurants being. Not fancy. Not that fancy. Like there is a few. There's a few restaurants I go into. Um, I like uh, Mission Bay Azabu and stuff. We yeah. like the fit out is really nice. It's like a nice vibe. It's expensive piece of land and like I don't know. You're like this is a this is a quite a nice restaurant to be inside. Mm. There's a few like that around yeah. Auckland. Even the like the service. Like I'm expecting. Yeah. Way better. Like yeah. maybe friendlier service. I don't know. Yeah, or them to like somehow met, already know what you want or something. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Have you seen the Bear season two? Uh, I've yeah. only watched a few yeah, episodes. I've, I've so, like, spoiler that. alerts, but uh, partway through that season, uh, one of the main characters goes to one of these fancy restaurants, and the behind-the-scenes work that the people working there do to make the guests feel like they're in Disneyland, basically, is sensational. Yeah. And we never get that over here. In New Zealand. We turn up here, and, yeah, the waiter might have a French accent. That's about it. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, why am I paying $300 for this? No, the, worse than that, they hire a bunch of like fucking French uh, students or whatever. Yeah. And they don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, do you have anything gluten-free? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. I actually had that in Sydney on the weekend. This adorable, I assume French based on the accent lady. Who, and I was just trying to say, I was a bit sleepy and I was trying to say Red Bull. Red Bull. You had a Red Bull? No, I didn't. Oh. Because she didn't know what a Red Bull was. So I eventually <laughs> just said... Cock. <laughs> it sounded like I was asking for cock. Le cock. Le cock. <laughs> and eventually she got cock. But Have you ever she got it. like all the fancy restaurants begin with an A. <laughs> no, man, that was not a joke. <laughs> man is loving his own joke so much. I thought you were doing a joke. But eventually she got it. Oh, I mean. <laughs> Sorry, yes. what'd you say, Sanjay? Or the fancy restaurants seem to begin with an A. So if a restaurant begins with an A, you know, you're in for five-star really? dining experience in Auckland it seems like it shout out to the glory days of um, 
before the internet where every motel in Christchurch mm. would have um, as many A's as they could ah. into uh, in their motel oh, yeah. name to try and get to the front of the AA um, booklet. Yeah. So it would start with um, Aaron. Someone came up with Aaron Court 1A. And mm-hmm. then someone came up with Aaron Court 2A's. And then someone did the AAA motel. <laughs> And then 5A Motel. And I was just waiting for someone to do a 6A. <laughs> yeah. But then the internet was invented before someone got to 6A. But it was only a matter of time. Especially on Rickard and Road. That oh, motel yeah. market was very competitive. And also, Aaron Court is a terrible name. To name a motel after Aaron. Don't get me wrong, Aaron's a lovely name. Mm. But not you know, it's not a classy... Mm. It's like calling it the Ricky Motel. You'd be calling Court. it the Aardvark Hotel. The Aardvark. Aardvark. <laughs> how many A's? Is there two A's? Pretty sure there yeah. is. Yeah, sounds like there's quite a few. School suit English right there. Bees. Ah, motel. <laughs> <laughs> Scary motel. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so DuPont. Um, well, he is the talisman. So yeah. He's the Richie McCaw of that team. Is he going to come back? Matt, you were telling me conspiracy theories you he's coming back. It's not conspiracy. He's definitely coming back. What do you, oh, here we go. That's it. <laughs> he's coming <laughs> back. He's got a broken jaw. Yeah, or his cheek or whatever. So it's a, I don't know, maxillo fracture. That people have since said, hey, that injury is treatable. Uh, he's had surgery already to probably put some plates in mm. to reinforce it. Fuck. So as soon as the swelling goes down and the pain goes away, he's technically able to play. It's whether he feels up to it. and You know, because there is a risk that he hurts himself. And maybe other teams will be focusing on that. But Fuck. the thing about you the can't. Rugby World Cup is yeah. games are spaced out. You know, so by the time, yeah. let's yeah. say they make it to the final, it's still a month away. Yeah. And is he allowed to wear Hannibal Lecter mask? No, you're not allowed to wear... Fuck, that'd be good, eh? Anyway, watching, like, the Or even, like, a, 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 a Phantom of the mask. Opera mask yeah. oh, that covers half his face. love... Fuck, oh, that would be cool. How cool. They've got to do that. Like, mm. petition World Rugby right now for a half face. Because people have probably seen the um, football players and basketball players yeah. where um, when they break their nose, they wear, like, a mm. kind of Batman-style mask. It looks horrific. So question, Rudiger, who is that? Rudiger? Oh, everyone. Kobe uh, Bryant. Kane, they've all worn them. Yeah. Um, but doing a half-face one, Phantom, and Phantom of the Opera is actually set in Paris. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That'd be that's, I'm, I need a, how do I copyright that idea? Fuck. That's pretty cool. And like, you'd be like, because they normally come in black to kind of be like, not show up, do it, but to get it done in white as the well. ghost. White carbon cool. fiber. Sick. Would you, here's, okay, here, hypothetical. It's. Should he wear a cape? Yes, he should. <laughs> France. <laughs> France, uh, All Blacks final. Oof. You're playing for the All Blacks. You are the first five. Yeah. Um, 60 minutes into the game, France are down by three points. Here comes a substitution. For the first time since his injury, Oof. Dupont enters the field. <sighs> um, the stadium erupts. This is France's chance to get back in the game. Do you attack his face? <laughs> Do you rough him up? Or is there a, a, a Tell sense me, of sportsmanship? Just so I can get more context, in what way am I taking his face? I'm not punching him, right? You no, mean like just knocking? How him do you attack someone's face? Just you know, like what happens in the ruck stays in the ruck. Oh, put your hand on it, mush just, it into the ground. Yeah, I don't know. I would do a bit of an Owen Farrell on yeah. it. Yeah. What do about you, like if if you're the team facing that France team? Do you just send on a battering ram? Yeah. Hey man, go take the yellow. Yeah. Let's end it. I would say that um, arm or leg, probably fair game, but face is, is a no, new risk level. Game, yeah. And it's like, it's too, like, because you can't take the face anyway. Like, you can go like, yeah, fuck his ribs. Or in boxing, that's the game, right? You soften up the ribs yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. punch him in the face. Or the kidneys. Or but, it's almost about um, 
disrupting their breathing. Yeah. If you're doing body shots, you just can't breathe and you get exhausted. Yeah. Okay, well, cricket. No, what? Am I, what? <laughs> I don't know my point is. The, the head is like the sacred area. I guess in cricket, you'd ball. Well, even if you just focus every run at him mm. just to, you know, I don't know, disrupt his play, just to get him a little bit nervous. Hey, every time you get the ball, we're coming. Yeah. We're not going for your face. Yeah. But... Your face might get hurt. What was body line in cricket again? Was that something similar? Yeah, I mean, that was um, trying to hit the, the, was it the back? The body or of the body. Who of was the, bowling at who? Who was bowling at the leg side of the batsman, so they couldn't really. If they tried to defend, they ended up nicking the ball mm. to the um, like leg side because at that time they could have a limited number of fielders, so they always get caught. So the only option was. To hit their body, so it's what like. What do you mean, unlimited number of fielders? On yeah. the leg side. You can have anyone. No, you can't you can now. You can wherever. only put like one fielder, like, um, facing on the, like, just imagine a clock. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. At two p.m. Digital clock. No, analog yeah. clock. <laughs> Apple so iWatch. So now you can only have like one face. fielder, because otherwise, yeah, you're just gonna keep nicking it to the pe- people who are fielding behind right. you on the leg side. So you bought you bowl bounces, is that yeah, what bowling bounces, was? Yeah, Who was doing it though? Was it England bowling at Australia? Was it West Indies bowling at? No, it's England doing it to the Aussies. Was it at Bradman? Who who, were the, who was playing at that Probably, time? Probably like was it late? Um, so England 30s? came with a strategy. Matt, you'd be loving this. Have you not heard of boy line? It was England um, couldn't beat Australia at cricket, was it? Yeah, Ashes. So they just started bowling bounces every time. And like, go hit this motherfucker and you be make you afraid. Mm. And it was quite effective. They just like bounce. They put like brutal bowls, balls. Like, it's like kind of like they had yeah. to invent probably chest Try plates to, yeah, and stuff based bowl on at that. the person's armpit, basically. Mm. Yeah, pretty crazy. So if the batter was mentally strong... He yeah, could they let could it take, hit them. Yeah, but, but and then get it would be injured. Free run or something? No, this no. is the olden days. You just uh. get hit. But you can also, you can hit, if you're good enough, you can hit that. But um, as we know, if you bowl fast enough, it's fucking yeah. hard to see. Yeah, it so it was designed to combat the extraordinary batting skill of Australia's leading batsman, Don Bradman. Bradman, yeah. That's fucked. You're playing the greatest player of all time. Time to bounce him. Mm. I guess, does that happen in football? Because I was like, you know, they talk about like um, South American football being so fucking brutal. Yeah. But surely Messi, when he plays for Argentina, it's like. Colombia's not like let's go slide. No, I mean they are, like you saw that Neymar gets that attention. Neymar gets fucked, but he's not a legend. Yeah. He's just a fuck. No, Neymar is very, very good. He is. He's but been he's given not, a hard rap. But he's not. He, I, I totally agree. But he's also a a fuckwit. Yeah, I don't know. So the thing with Neymar is he's a dribbler, so his skill is being on the ball for a long period of time. Yeah. Messi, not so much. Yeah. You know he he does short little bursts apart from his crazy goals that he does. Yeah. Um, but if you notice. Argentina play um, with a midfield bodyguard coupling. Oh, yeah. So Messi's on the field, and then you've got, like, DePaul and just the crazy dudes who are right there. If, if you tackle Messi, yeah. he's going to fuck really you up. Paul, <laughs> so it's yeah. like, hey, you, <laughs> That's can, pretty cool. you can do it, yeah. but I'll be coming after you. Enforcer. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, yeah, you definitely... That's, that's the thing, like, in sport, you exploit the opponent's weaknesses, and you try and stop them using their strengths, right? Yeah. And if, if that's players... Then you do what you do. Yeah, you do within the rules. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like crazy examples back in the day where someone, the sport was blessed with a beautiful flower mm. and then Peel took them down. Like I, I don't think Tonya Harding and um, the other chick, um, Nancy Kerrigan, Nancy Kerrigan, 
Kerrigan, like they were pretty even, I think. I don't know why Tonya Harding did that necessarily, but like I was thinking of, um, was it Seabiscuit or Farlap or one of those big horses where they put so much weight on the greatest horse of all time to level it for betting that eventually just fucked the horse? Oh, Probably really? Farlap. Um, I'm just trying to think of other examples where, like, yeah. like to have Bradman, the greatest player of all time, it's like, yeah, he's beating you, but also you got to like enjoy that yeah. he's just a level above. Enjoy like, the you, you kind of, when you see Michael Jordan, you don't. To be fair, early in his career, they did try and fuck up Michael Jordan, and they actually changed the rules of basketball because mm. it was bad that every time he goes for an acrobatic move at the hoop, the other team would just be undercut his legs and <laughs> put him on the floor. Um, so you did, you did have to change the rules, but like it's kind of like, yeah. And th- but there's the feeling of disrespect because yeah. I think Neymar gets that as well. Like, yeah. he puts on a show, yeah. Um, especially in that World Cup where Colombia just broke his back, basically. Yeah. Once Neymar gets hit hit once, it makes him want to do it again to make a point. Yeah. But then he just draws that attention again. It's just escalation until something yeah. breaks. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. a sad story, the story of Neymar, really. But um, It's sad with the Rugby millions. World Cup with the injuries we've had. But that always ha- that's rugby, though. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah, just a fucked sport. sport. Yeah. But, you, but you're talking about like how many... So DuPont, this, he's a star. Mm. Yeah, DuPont, um, Fijian kicker. Yeah. Months, like, yeah, just like horrific Mark, injuries. Okay. Malcolm yeah. Marks, yeah. Um, Such a shame to have them. All backs must be missing some key people, are we not? Well, H- we're still Harvey missing uh, Tyrell Lomax, but he might come back, eh? Shannon yeah. Frizzell. Oh, Shannon Frizzell we're will be back. With his record. What are the allegations against Shannon Frizzell? He punched a woman in a bar. Yeah, not quite. I can't. Well, we should really look into that. No, because so, it's bad for us as All Blacks fans, is it? Like, when yeah. the All Blacks do well. Other countries can go on Reddit and go, why do you always have a domestic violence in the, in the fucking team? And we've got to go, Ooh. Is he? Did he actually do that? It wasn't you, domestic you violence. It was it man on woman violence. He definitely hit a woman. But it was whether it was domestic violence or not, I'm not sure. I mean, I can edit it out if it was not what he, what he said it was. And I'm, I, everyone deserves a right to a second chance or something like that. But the All Blacks have a very bad record compared to other teams. You know, we just lost our previous guy with the domestic violence record. Um, we've had it. We've have a constant string. I don't know, but um, rugby. Just back to the Dupont thing. Rugby likes to claim, even though it's a violent sport, we like to pretend that we are better than other sports, and that we don't do shit like that. Like in Dupont, like, mm. but I'm sure we do. Mm. I'm sure they do. Definitely. Like the stories you hear from being in the ruck, yeah, being away from the cameras, away. Oh, yeah, like, it's just horrific. Eye gouging. Yeah, gouging. Pulling. Um, yeah. Do people ruck anymore? Is that still a thing? Well, you can't ruck. You can't really. Uh, maybe you can. Can you actually not do it at all? No, they penalise you now. It was yeah. crazy. When you look at the sprigs on rugby boots, crazy. Especially if you consider some people wear football boots which have sprigs that are not designed at all. Like they're like blades. Mm. Um, which who got Was it Lomax who got done with that? Who got done with the blade again against Africa? Not sure. Got the big gash in their leg. Oh, yeah, horrific. that was Lomax. He got the big gash in his knee. Looked yeah. like he'd been attacked by a shark. Yeah. And it was a, just a fucking Nike fucking uh, rugby blade. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably wrap this up. Final uh, final thoughts. I'd just bring one quick thing. Like you were talking about scheduling, I'd say bring back just 16 teams Oh, the World Cup. Mm. Because oh. it feels like <coughs> the pool stage should end now, like in the third weekend. Like it felt like this should be the final, like the South Africa Island should have been the third and final game of pool stage and now we should be kicking into yeah, yeah. there's not much out games to. now yeah and that means like every team does play every weekend because there's yeah. only like um four teams in the pool yeah so like you play first weekend second weekend and then the third weekend's the final yeah 
weekend, which would be now, and then because yeah. like now, this current World Cup, we still got another couple of weeks. Yeah. Until the end of pool, play. and like a lot of the games like are going to be dead rubbers. Yeah, a so. lot of plan for um, Foster to become a spend a bit of time googling rugby <laughs> yeah. tactics and how, how to coach better, yeah. and looking up Shannon Frizzell. Okay, why not? Why not right now? Fly over Wayne Brown. Isn't he supposed to be the greatest rugby coach of all time? Wayne or Brown. one of them? Who's Wayne Brown? Wait, wait. Well, the Auckland Mayor. <laughs> he was in France. Fuck! I can't, I, that is one of the biggest fuck Wayne ups of my Smith. life. Smith. And I, I once, I've fucked up many times. That's why I was wondering why you're suggesting Wayne Brown. No, Wayne Smith you're talking about. Fly over the mayor of Auckland, get him to come over there and cut some <laughs> yeah, rates or whatever the fuck he's sure going to do. Make sure the flooding happens and no one's <laughs> accounted for it. Yeah, no, okay. Wayne, um, Wayne Smith, Smith is yeah. supposed to be one of the greatest rugby coaches of all time. Yeah. yeah. He, he well, has work with the Black Ferns. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and even and with the All Blacks. Yes. Yeah, yeah, with Steve Hansen yeah. and Graham Henry. But he um, he famously only got about a year to coach the All Blacks and the results weren't good enough and they fired no. him. Get him over there and his, get his him to like... assistant, yeah. But not even his assistant, just give him to give him <laughs> his opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, we need help. We do need help. Like, I don't know, even just like little things like getting um, the Wellington halfback on the fucking, mm. get Roy God onto, yeah, yeah. onto, uh, onto the bench. Just little, th- I don't know, he might just, even just words of wisdom, and they probably do do that. I eh? think, yeah, his, um, so I remember when I was doing some work with the Black Ferns, um, Renee Holmes, the number 10, and she was full of praise for the way oh, yeah. Wayne came into the, the team and just re-engineered the culture the vibe and he, she said that was the the biggest thing just the way the mentality the side yeah. that side of it and how it changed and like and you she said that they they were still a team growing throughout that cup yeah and like you tell but he was there kind of guiding them the whole way because they they all knew how to play rugby yeah but it was he instilled in them the mentality of champions and yeah. um camaraderie and, yeah. and that kind of thing and me i feel like i remember talking about in the early weeks after that first game with all blacks they don't look like they trust each other and they mm. don't look like uh, any of them have confidence to hold the ball. And maybe you just need a bit of Wayne Smith magic. Yeah, bit of belief. Well, th- th- that is the advantage is that, um, yeah, the draw is pretty bad and New Zealand got two, I mean, I said easy, Matt saying not that easy. G- games, get, maybe it both games actually. Should be easy. Um, it's perfect for them in terms mm. of having two weeks to get some shit in place. That's why... Mm. I hope they don't run out their B team. Like, get out there. They, and they can't. They surely they need some continuity now. And the the hard thing about New Zealand is, so they've they played France in the first game, got dicked, or you know just played horrifically. Um, and then every game they've got until the quarterfinal is just a dead rubber. Like they're not going to be challenged. They're not going to be able to, you know, rise to the occasion. Yeah. So the next game, the next game they've got that's going to put them under pressure. It's going to feel like a shock to them, I think. Mm. And they'll. They'll fold again. Wow. Well, who knows? Matt, you've really swung from the start of the World Cup where you're like, it's the All Blacks, man. They're still there. They're still number one. Now yeah. you've like you've watched one game and you're like, Oof, not yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's part of me trying to keep that narrative going in my head that the All Blacks, are, they're due a big loss. They're due a, a big They've refresh. had two big losses, though. No, like, I mean a big World Cup loss. World Cup, like, like a real... hey, we need to wipe the slate clean. Like, this, because this, even the players still believe the fact that they fought for Fozzie. Yeah. Like, you think after bad results, you go, well, let's fire the coach. It's better than him getting dropped than us. Yeah. 
but instead now they were like, this is Fozzie, we, we're winners, we'll turn it around soon. I've heard They're not turning well, it around. I've heard that the All Blacks weren't only protecting Foster because they like him, but they were protecting their own legacy. Because if you have a new coach come, if, if Scott, if Razor comes in, he's going to wipe the slate clean and get rid of all those, that old, Aaron Smith. Yeah, all that yeah. dead wood. So it's, it was, I think it was a little bit of um, self-preservation as well. So I think have a big loss, do a big clear out, rebuild, get people excited about the All Blacks again. That's, that's, and that's why I'm worried that if the All Blacks win this World Cup, somehow those problems would persist. Yeah. You know, we'll keep Fozzie for another four years. Yeah. Scotty will go over to Australia yeah. now that Eddie's gone. Matt, you're, um, you're, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing you for this, but you're really hard to rate because sometimes it seems like you hate the All Blacks and other times you seem like you're... You want them to win, or at least you want New Zealand rugby to be strong. I don't know what you're yeah. going for here. So I'll I'll take you back to the first episode, guy, of this great podcast. Yeah, I love the narrative. There has to be a narrative. If the All Blacks just win easily every oh, single yeah. game, then there's no story. So so the All Blacks have won you over with their loser losing. No, I I just like the story that's possibly being written at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, just to update on the narrative coefficient, mm-hmm. I said Ireland must be rising in status. Who? Who are your top three teams for narrative coefficient at the moment? Um, Fiji. Number one. We're up there. Um. <laughs> I mean, number one. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, they're number one in terms of the best result for the World Cup lifting the trophy would be like someone like Fiji, like a minnow winning. Yeah, only if they play well. Like, you don't want other teams to play poorly. I mean, Fiji's not even in it. Like, it's not even realistic yeah. at all that they'll do it. Like, they'll yeah. probably... But, I mean, making the semi-final is realistic. If they, if they win the World Cup through, you know, four games with their backs against the wall, yeah. and they grind it out, they do some crazy Fijian rugby, and they make their kicks, amazing story. Every game from the quarterfinal, they'll be the underdogs. No Pacific yeah. team has yeah. ever made the semi-final. Yeah. But you want the team they're playing to play good no, as well. Yeah. Both at the you top know? of the oh, but I mean, yeah. I don't think that's a possibility that the, the Red Sea will just open up for them. But, no. I mean, I don't think it's a possibility that they'll win the World Cup. But you never know. Yeah. Um, Fiji versus England will be a spicy, mm. especially because they did beat them. And it, it, you'd pick England as the favourites, but you know, like Fiji, yeah, can anyone yeah, on their day? A chance, yeah, yeah, that's 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 going to be a great game. Um, I mean, Ireland are up there. Night narrative coefficient, um, yeah, just a lot because of, of their, yeah, the, the the challenges they face, the side of the pool they're on, the fact they're going to have to play, you know, every top nation on their way to the final. Great story. Never won it before. They're the best in the world at the moment. And just, I don't know, there's just something lovable about the Irish. Um, so they're up there. I would say South Africa are up there. What? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. In what way? Uh, this, this narrative coefficient has no <laughs> structural value. All this is is just teams that you like the vibe <laughs> of. Yeah, no, that's what it is. It's narrative. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a... Okay, just tell me three good narrative points of them. They've got none. Um, so lifting the World Cup again. What, how, how's that a good narrative? Sia Khaleesi. Just... Arguably the greatest rugby captain over yeah. Richie. Back-to-back lifting cup Ooh. in France. Ooh. He's very attractive. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, and just the way South Africa have approached this World Cup. Yeah. They don't have their usual style of play. They can't, they're not just relying on the kicker. I thought they absolutely... Oh, okay. They are relying on the kicker. It's just he can't make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why they're losing. <laughs> but they're so calm. Like that loss to Ireland, yeah. they weren't flustered at all. And it's kind of scary. It's like It, it almost looks like they took that loss. Because uh, you had like Khaleesi and, you know, their main pack on the bench, which, which is what they do. But they weren't flustered at all. Like Khaleesi on the bench was kind of like, oh, yeah, we see you, Ireland. We're ready. 
Like, is this all you've got? Yeah. Um, and that was kind of a cool, like, calmness. Like, ooh, they're going to bring the big game in the final, semi-final. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, so I'd put them up there. I mean, France, huge narrative coefficient now with DuPont out. If they can turn up uh, in the quarterfinal without DuPont and then have the the crescendo or have the, you know, the end of act two, um, they're down at half time. DuPont starts warming up. Oh, can you imagine being yeah, in the stadium? That would be good. How good is that? That would be amazing. Um, he sees them to the final. Maybe he can't make it because he's injured again, but he got them there. And then France are playing without their dude in the final. Oh, chef's kiss. Um, that, that would be my top picks, I think. Wait, if, did you mention England? No. Oh, well, well, you, you, what? Said, you said top three. Oh, are they not one of your top narrative? I was waiting nah. for you to say England is the number one narrative coefficient. <laughs> but before the World Cup, they had they were they were they scored eighteen hundred or whatever you said. Yeah, uh, just over a thousand or maybe I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once a bit chilly, the coefficient went down to one. Yeah, it, it dropped a bit because they were a little bit unconvincing against Chile. However, I like that they played attacking rugby. Mm. They've got that in their back pocket. Oh, ironically, England, their narrative efficient has been building for me because I was like, I kind of like them. I like this Ford guy. I like their shitty drop goal from yeah, 50 metres. Yeah, but they gave that up immediately. Oh, yeah, no, but they'll, it'll, be, no, it'll be fucking back, those dogs. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see Fiji, England, Farrell and Smith start. <sighs> Fiji are up at halftime. They're up at 60 minutes. Who's that warming up? It's Ford. He's come to do some droppies. Those quarterfinals, man. Fiji, England. Ireland, New Zealand. France, South Africa. And what will the other one be, potentially? Wales. Argentina, Wales. Wales. Okay, yeah. no, one gives, no one gives a fuck about that. But it'll be still be cool because one of those teams will be... Yeah, in the semi. Pretty big, yeah. But fuck. Those other three are uh, going to be some of the best quarterfinals. I'm so excited for that. Um, yeah, well done to the narrative coefficient. Um, any last, last call for everyone? We're pretty uh, much done. I think where the All Blacks win if they bring in Sean Fitzpatrick as their analyst. Surefire <laughs> 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 win. Look, guys. Yeah. This is what we need to do. Have we thought about winning? <laughs> <laughs> It'll get us uh, a lot of co- co- uh, confidence if we get some wins. I can't remember if it was for, I think it might have been Australia. I think it was Australia. They just need to get a win. They just need to get their confidence mm. up. Just get a win, get their confidence yeah, up. Yeah, that's what the All Blacks need to be explained. <laughs> By Sean Fitzpatrick. <laughs> um, thank you to everyone. Oh, I've got, oh, sorry, I've got something to say as well. This better be good because uh, we're really <laughs> wrapping up here. No, so, oh, sorry, I just need to make another amendment to one oh, of my yeah. claims that I is made last oat week. milk again? Uh, <laughs> no, the oat milk stuff is all good. But I, we did manage to talk about hybrids and animals having sex with other, uh, oh, other yeah. species. Yeah. So I claimed that hybrids are infertile. But oh, not all not. of them are. Oh, wow! Okay. So this is because so that, that fact did amaze me, and I was like, yeah. I've, I've been excited to that. I felt smarter knowing that. Yeah. So this is, this is the thing about high school knowledge. Yeah. It's it dates, and people learn more. Yeah. Um, so all these facts I'm spitting are you know locked away in the memory box, and I'll bring them out whenever you want. Yeah. But then I have to go and just make sure. And Double to my check. surprise, uh, people have discovered that some. Hybrids can procreate, and it's quite a fascinating uh, bit Watch of research. If you're watching yeah. many videos, <laughs> um, the animals that they create though are they like genetically weak? Um, so the reason they thought it was impossible for hybrids to procreate um, evolutionarily, species have like these gene walls. 
that protect them um, from too much inbreeding, too much crossbreeding yeah. that would weaken and... I mean, if every animal could have sex with every animal, you'd eventually end up with a single organism on Earth, you know, because you'd be blended. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's like, defenses um, in place. Maybe Jesus made it that way. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Um, just to make sure that the world is occupied by many Ooh, beautiful animals. Diverse. Yeah. Yeah, rather than just a single... Yeah. I don't like know what the fuck that animal would look like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's quite interesting, but there there are little gaps in that wall that allow... Yeah. So you're saying like a liger can have sex with a tiger? Yeah, so a liger is a lion-tiger child. Liger. Yeah. A liger can mate with a tiger, <laughs> and then that would create another animal that has more <laughs> tiger DNA than lion. Wow. Um, yeah, it's just uh, genes... Genetics, interesting, man. Well, I got some interesting news from you from the Auckland Zoo. I heard a fact that um, the lion had two babies. Oh, yeah, I read that. But um, one of the babies died, and she wanted to have sex again or something, and she was worried the baby was cock-blocking her, so she ate the other baby. Who Who's doing this reporting? Who interviewed the tiger? <laughs> <laughs> Sanji, can you back me up? Am I in the ballpark with that story? I don't know about the sex thing, but yeah, she... She ate her baby, though. She ate her baby, yeah, because... Uh, apparently that's a common thing if uh, one of the cubs die yeah. then it kills the other one yeah. the mother kills the other well, one well because if one dies maybe there's a genetic deformity or weakness oh. so you want to wipe the slate clean so it's not my thing that she wants to go back to the clubbing but no. the baby was going to but eventually she, yeah, <laughs> she will go back to the male and the breed again fuck animal kingdom eh fascinating Amazing. And we've we got all that knowledge coming to you on the podcast. Um, thank you so much to everyone who listened. Um, we really enjoy bringing this podcast to you. We really appreciate you. If you could share it with your friends, tell them about it. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes or give us a review if you want. Um, and as I say, five-star, you got it. It's got to be five-star. I don't bother with it. I've been Guy Williams. I've been Sidney Patel. I've been Matt Cook. And we'll see you next time.